Hello, Redeemed Assembly. It's so good to be here before you again. I hope y'all are out there praying and hopefully that something is said tonight that will change your life, that will inspire you in some way to live an even better life for Christ because God is so worth it. I want to pause right now. I want to give honor to my pastors, Bishop and Lady James F. Harris. And I'm just going to say one little prayer. Father, I thank you for this night, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity to allow you to move through me, God. Lord, let something be said tonight that changes our lives forever, God. We are your students, and we say that you are the teacher, God. We remove all of the lies, dispel all of the lies in our lives so that we can hear and see and let you revelate our souls tonight, God. Lord, only let me speak what you want said, God. But Lord, shine your light on the word. Shine your light on our sins, God, so that we can live a godly life that one day we will be able to see you and hear you say, well done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All of the teachers have been talking about alignment. And if you're out there and the devil has been trying to fight you on your alignment. Just put a little hands up in the chat. We've been away from church and now it's everything that we've learned, we've having to use it now on our own. So our commitment, our dedication, our, our call is being tested every single day. Who are you in private when no one else is watching you? And you see your maturity and the decisions that we're making every single day. And that word is so amazing how God, what he says is so true. Every decision you make, he provides a way of escape out of sin. If you just stop for a second, he'll tap you on the shoulder and say, that's not for you, Danielle. No, Danielle, it's not a sin, but it's a sin for you. If you do this, it's going to lead you down another path. Is, is anybody else out there, God is just speaking to you like you're just a child in his presence. And it's up to us to listen to those little nudges of God that's telling us what to do so that we can stay in his will. Because outside of his will, there's nothing for us. Outside of his will, we are functioning like fish on the shore. We're trying to breathe in a world that's not designed for us. And just telling God, yes, every step of the way, looking into your life, everything that's not like him, don't learn to live with it. Give it back to God. All we need to do is give it back to God. Disagree with it and give it back to God. Don't complicate this thing, saints. We have to hold on with everything that we have. And we're in this last run, this last mile, and we cannot quit. We can't forget all of the things that we learned about God, all of the things that we've experienced about God, all of the things that we went through with God. We have to remember everything. Every lesson counts in this last mile. Don't outrun yourself. Take it moment by moment, and God will lead you to where you need to be, when you need to be there. But whatever you do, hold on to your confession. 
Hold on to your salvation. Don't compromise it in any way. Don't let yourself get by with it. You're in the last stretch. This is not the time to be drinking Kool-Aid and eating cakes and on pies and all that stuff. Stay godly fit so that you can finish this race and finish strong. Our bishop always says God will never rapture the church out with less power than he birthed it in. I want to be a part of that last movement where I can say, God, you use me. You use me and you knew me, God. I don't only just want to know God, but I want God to know me. And that requires me to give myself to God and be obedient to his will. So stay strong, saints. There is nothing that comes your way that you cannot conquer. If it came your way, it has a victory sentence. You are a winner already before you even face it. And if you feel like, don't forget about the feelings. If you know you're a winner, type winner in the chat because you are a winner. You are a winner. So tonight I just want to, it's just a kind of a refresher course. Tian, Minister Tian did such a good job in going into depth about a, a lot of these things that we need to consider and taking time with yourself. Don't be so busy that you don't know yourself. Take the time with yourself. Face the good, face the bad, face the ugly. And God knows, celebrate the good stuff because you need. we need this time. Nothing happens by accident. And I don't know about y'all, but if you have grown during this time of of COVID, if you've grown during this time of confinement where you learned something about yourself that was not quite God godly, and you say, God, I don't like that about myself, and God is still working on you, and he's still delivering you from things that you thought you were over, just put your hand up in the chat, because we are continuously growing in God daily, growing daily. So I just want to talk about knowing God, and you know, I was talking to somebody today and whew, I got scared because I was talking to somebody and they, they actually said that God was a narcissist. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, you got to watch your mouth. You have to watch what you say. Watch what you hear. You cannot just say anything about God in my presence. He's not a narcissist. And I started going back to, to, through my own testimony with her. And I said, how can you call God a narcissist when he could have destroyed you on your worst day committing your worst sin? How can you call God a narcissist when you could have been wiped out by COVID, but you're still here to get it right? How can you call God a narcissist when every single day he renews grace and mercy upon you? You should be what you're looking at, but because of his love and his grace, he is not a narcissist. God is a God of love, but I'm so afraid to say that it's people that's going to church right now that think that God is self-serving a self-serving narcissist. They don't really know God. And saints, it's going to come down to a time where you have to know who God is regardless of what you're going through. The only thing that's going to get you through is knowing that you have a savior behind you that's going to love you through it. That's going to write that victory sentence before you even make a fail. Even when you fail, he counts it as victory. And that's the God we serve. But you cannot... We cannot be in church and not know the full scope of who God is. Who do we call him? 
And I love the way God said, but who do you call me? Who do you call God tonight? And that's going to determine your alignment with it. Because if you don't trust something, you can't obey it. And you can't come in an alignment with it when you think that they are working against you. But I don't know about you, but if you are here, you know, you know that you have a God in your corner that's fighting for you. Just put your hand up. God is fighting for us. Even when we want to give up, his power, his love still fights for us. So I want to talk a little bit about knowing God. And we have to know God from our core. We cannot let the outside, the, the things that's coming at us, determine our love for God. It's something that you have to know in your core. It's something that has to be rehearsed. God, you love me. God, you love me. Yes, this was allowed, but God, you love me. You love me. And I don't care. Through death, through sickness, through pain, through rejection, through ostracism. You have to know from your core, God, you love me. Everything you allow to happen is happening for me. It is trying to birth something in me that only pain can birth. And I, and I discussed this in a chapter in my book, but sometimes you have to be left out to stand out. And sometimes those left out moments seem so lonely, dark, and dreary, but the left out season, you're going to soar. When you when this season is over, you're going to soar. But the left out means that I'm just alone with God. God, who are you? Show me who you are. Show me who I am. And this left out, yes, it's a training ground. It's sometimes you can't feel God, but from my core, I know that God is with me. I know that God is fighting for me. It's a knowing. So from your core, you have to know that God is for me. He's for me. He's for me. He's for me. And I want us to really look at our lives like being a bride. When you become a bride, I, I, I was listening to somebody explain this and it was like, when you actually become a bride, when you walked in that aisle, you say, I'm leaving over 3 billion 999 million men to say yes to one man, to live for one man, to watch out for one man, to give my life to one man. And are we truly brides or are we the cheating spouse like now? You know, marriage has no meaning in a lot of senses, but are we really a bride of God? Have we truly turned out back to the world, to all of the things that can come up or, or that try to lure us into sin? Have we really become the bride? Are we really waiting at the altar? He's waiting at the altar. Our decisions represent our repentance. And then we walk away. We're walking away from all those sinful opportunities. He is entirely mine and I am entirely his. And we enter into a covenant with God, which means that covenant, we're, we come hell, come high water, come death, whatever comes, I'm with you, God. I will not leave you. Just like you promised never to leave me nor forsake me, I'm your bride forever. And I will not allow sin to interrupt. I will not cheat on you by sinning. I will not cheat on you by compromising the gospel. I will not cheat on you by compromising my testimony with you. And we have to walk into repentance. 
to walk away from a self-seeking lifestyle and lay down our life for him. Reject and disown your life. I mean, it sounds crazy because now Christians are foreigners in the church. Christians now are foreigners in the church. And it's scary. It's scary because everything is going. And this is why I'm stressing to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, preachers are cussing. Members are cussing. People are drinking. People are having sex with anybody. And if you don't do it, you're looked at as the odd person. But God came and he is absolute in his requirements of us. And I would rather go all the way with God than to be on the edge. And he cast me into outer darkness. And it's all worth it. When you our life in response to God says, God, yes, whatever you want. Yes, because I can do this thing on my own. And then we lay down our lives and we continually we continually serve him and his ways. We choose self-sacrifice. When you are married, there is no distance that you will not go to to meet that other person's needs, to be there for that person, to encourage that person, to be a help meet in every way. When you love, love comes down to action. And when we love God, we say, God, you are worth my life. You are worth the sacrifice. I know this is not my home, but I have to see you one day, God. And you are worth it. I want to align with you and be one with you. I want to be your bride. I publicly want to be your bride. Anybody that tries to date you and keep you a secret, you, you ought to turn your back on that person. But anybody that can say, I publicly want to own you, God. And that's why we're living to live again. Because God, I own, I want to own our relationship together because that's how much I love you. I love you, God. And it requires, a, it's a daily thing. This relationship is a daily thing. If an issue clearly is revealed in his words, we do not try to water down the gospel or try to distort the word to fit our situation. But people of God, we have to go back to the word of God. God, what did you say about it? Not what I feel about it. Because now, what, what, whatever you, when you respond in a godly way, you are minority. Most people respond are now responding according to their feelings and banking on God's grace and his mercy. And, and, and they, they take it for granted and they presumptuously sin, which means to say that I sin on purpose and I expect God to forgive me. And that's a dangerous place to be. But when you can fall in love with God and say, God, what you require is what I want. Let my will melt into your will, God, so that we can be one. And I don't know about you, but if you go a certain time without being in the presence of God, you start feeling miserable. You start feeling misplaced. You start feeling um 
You start feeling like I don't fit anymore. And it, it quickly comes to your mind. I miss Jesus. I miss Jesus in my life. So even in your personal time and your personal, you know, now you got all this time. You're you're the master of your time. But know when God is missing, know when you have replaced him with something on earth that's going to end, that's going to eventually cause you to get away from God. You have to know those things about God. And if God is not leading, he's not your Lord. A lot of times we want to blame God for everything that's going on in our life, but we didn't stop to listen. We didn't stop to read. We didn't stop to even consult God. But Matthew 16, 25 through 26 says, let God lead. Then Jesus went to work on his disciple. Anyone who intends to come with me, has to let me lead. I have to let God lead. Yes, sometimes it's scary. What if God asks me something that I'm scared to give him? But anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me. I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade for your soul? And I don't know about you, but it it's something to lose yourself. When you lose yourself, you lose your purpose. You lose your passion. You lose your way when you lose yourself. And a quick way to lose yourself is seeking the things of the world, trying to find something to fit your God hole. Because inside of all of us is a God hole. And only thing that can fill it is God himself. And then James 1, through 24 says, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out. Act on what you hear. This is the time to practice what you know. If you don't add anything else to what you already know, you know enough to get to heaven. So act on what you know. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea what they are and what they look like. So act on what you know. Act just just keep practicing what you know. You might not be a master of everything, but practice what you know. Practice maximize where you are. Don't worry about being some scholar. Just maximize where you are. Share your testimony where you are. Share your story where you are. Somebody needs what you have to offer. The thing about lining up with God is we hear, but sometimes we're unresponsive in thought, in word, in action. And we have fooled ourselves. We have entered into self-deception because we were unresponsive in our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions. Attending church, quoting scriptures, does not mean you have a relationship with God. Attending church and quoting scriptures does not mean that you have that relationship with God. Neither do blessings. Some people think God is with me because I'm being blessed. No, that does not signify that God is with you. It's dangerous. So if you're getting blessed and God is absent, that's a scary place to be. But blessings is not a sign that God is with you. 
That's not a sign that God is with you. So don't be tricked, those of you who hold on with, with your last breath. Don't be tricked by the blessings of the wicked. My foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the, of, of the wicked. And it requires regularly speaking and living. We cannot regularly speak and live contrary to the word of God. That is called self-sabotage. You cannot live contrary to the word of God. We have the lip service without the corresponding action. Lip service without corresponding action. And sometimes, you know, I, I, I want to tell all of you something tonight. Something is going to happen in your life that's going to define everything you know about God. Something is going to happen in your life that's going to break your fear and you're going to lose all of that crazy stuff that you think is standing in your way. You're, you're going to stand up and say, I have nothing to lose. I'm going all the way with God. Something is going to happen in your life that's going to break all of those things that you're holding on to. So just beware. Something is going to happen to get you to the point where God wants you to be. And it's still love. It may look like destruction. It may look like disaster, but it's necessary for your destiny. For your destiny. Something is going to happen that's going to get your attention. That's going to foster a true relationship with God. And it's all orchestrated in love. In love. Something is going to happen. That's going to distance the voice of man. And when this thing happens, man's voice won't matter. It will sound like distant noise. Something is going to happen to get your attention where it's just you and God working it out. Something will happen to redefine your life. Something is going to happen to redefine your life and actually get you closer to God, to God. All right. So your core being, we need to actually operate from our core, which is the Holy Spirit. And I know we're in between Easter and Pentecost, but this is a good time. Even while you're in your house, this is just elementary words. But even when you're in your house, find yourself crying out to God. Know when your gas tank is low. Know when the Holy Spirit is getting low in your life. When you need to be refueled. If you have to call a sister. If y'all got to pray on a patio between the doors. Do whatever you have to do. But stay hot for God. Stay hot for God. Have you ever tried to step out on God and it just didn't work? It's something about his love that just has a hook in you. And when you go but so far, that love just kind of reels you in like a fishing rod. It just keeps reeling you in. No, 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 no. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to let you go. And that's the love of God. His love just keeps on chasing us. And just hanging around church, we need to engage. In, we need to engage, build a relationship. You don't want to live a Christian life like secondhand smoke. You want a direct. He he said that we can have direct access to the throne of grace. Don't put, don't. You don't need a middleman. It costs more to go through a middleman than direct access. That's called wholesale, where you can go straight to the vendor. You have a wholesale relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Go to God. Go to him. Whatever kind of way you feel, whatever kind of way you look, regardless of how you messed up, go straight to God, naked, afraid. Go straight to God and let him fix it. Let him fix it. John 7, 17 denies. And Jesus said, I did not make this up. What I teach comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who wants to do his will can test this teaching and know whether it's from God or whether it's being made up. A man, a person making things up tries to make himself look good. But someone trying to honor the one who sent him sticks to the facts and doesn't tamper with reality. It was Moses, wasn't it, who gave you God's law, but none of you are living it. So why are you trying to kill me? So we need to understand that we need to adhere to the teachings of God. There's a lot of false things going around. And if you turn, it's, it's the same thing as in the Garden of Eden. Just one word twisted. Just one point of view twisted. And you got a lifetime of, of wandering because you didn't know the word for yourself. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm convinced. I know COVID is going on and everything. But I'm convinced that sometimes we need to actually, we need to actually take a COVID test, a spiritual COVID test. What's your temperature? Have you been exposed to any type of sin that has stuck to you? Have you been exposed to a thought? And, and, and let me, let me tell you this. It's not all the time what you do as a sin, but you got to watch your thoughts. And one thing, and, and the first story that comes to my mind is my nephew, Justin. And we were watching a movie and he said, we got to cut this movie off because them cuss words is sticking in my mind. And I thought about it. And I don't know how many of you out there have been watching something and Satan suddenly tries to get you to conform with something without even suggesting it to you. But it's your entertainment. Even your entertainment has an effect on your spiritual being because it comes to mind and I'm looking at an eight-year-old to say oh no we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take control over this this thing is getting in my mind and I was talking to actually Watts and I was like Watts we we got to stop watching this because it, it got into your response system because then you start responding like the world and that's not acceptable the thought is not acceptable. It's not just what I do, but the thought is unacceptable. And if we can catch ourselves with our thoughts, then we can, we don't have to worry about the action. But a lot of times we just need to, Lord, forgive me for that thought. And some of our minds, we done whip some people behind their pots. And some of our minds, we have cussed people out. And some of our minds, we have, beat, we have done some of everything in our mind, but that still counts. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So we have to watch our thought process because that could hinder our alignment with God. So just keep it real with God. God, I had this thought. Help me, Jesus. It ain't good. It's just not good. All right. So remember, take your spiritual COVID test. Just like we're, are you, have you remained six feet from that temptation that you know will take you under? I mean, don't flirt with the devil. Don't flirt with sin. Sin wants to take, he, it wants it all. It does not want, it likes real estate. It doesn't rent. It takes up everything. So just watch every step that you make. Watch what you're entertaining in your mind. Even the things that you 
think that God can't do, cast it out. And I, and I, and sometimes you have to be, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm crazy sometimes, but sometimes a thought will come to me so loud, so loud in my head that I have to scream the word louder than it and laugh at it. I mean, I literally will stand there and say, fear not for I am with thee and walk away from it. Yes, it may look crazy, but it works for me because I'm going to speak louder than that thing until it's gone. And when you've been in the place of struggle and survival and you know you got to get through that last trial, do whatever it takes to stay in the will of God. And that includes fighting those thoughts because you don't have action without the thoughts. I just want you to understand that sin blocks your alignment. Sin blocks your alignment. Always, whatever you do, remember who you're living for. Remember, it's down to save yourself from this untoward generation. Save yourself, which means that I can't look to my left and I can't look to my right, but I got to look up. God, what do you require of me? Because just because you're ignorant of the word and you refuse to read it does not mean that God is not holding you responsible for it. So the trick is to not be tricked and just take it bite size by bite size. And like the scripture is saying, don't just hear it, apply it, immediately apply it. Immediately, immediately apply the word of God. All right. So we have to save, Lord, save my mind. Lord, save my motives, save my lips, save my thoughts, save every day. But I want us to leave with this. How many days, weeks, months, seconds can you go without Jesus Christ? How many? How long has it been? I know we are at home, but how long has it been? That you felt his presence, that you felt aligned with him, that you feared him enough to say, God, what do you want from me today? What do you want from me today? God, let me be in alignment. We're wondering why these things are not happening in our life is because we're out of alignment. We're slightly to the left. We're slightly to the left, right, of the gospel. We're becoming what we're seeing. And God knows what we're seeing is an embarrassment to the power of God in our lives. But we have to start with God. Start with Proverbs 1, 7 says, start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. Proverbs 2, 1 through 5 says, Make insight your priority. Good friend, take to heart what I'm telling you. Collect my counsels and guard them with your life. Tune your ears to the world of wisdom. Set your heart on a life of understanding. That's right. If you make insight your priority and won't take no for an answer, searching for it like as a prospector panning for gold, like an adventure on a treasure hunt. Believe me, before you know it, fear of God will be yours. You will have come upon the knowledge of God. And that's what we want. We want to know what, God, what do you think about this situation? What do you want from this situation? And remember that he's, he's a God of love. He, we cannot serve somebody we don't trust. We can't serve a God we don't trust. And then it says in Psalms 25, 14, good friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones he confides in. So if you want to know the secret, 
the secret. God, what does this word mean? Reveal this word to me. Reveal your way to me. Reveal your will to me. Then you've got to become a God worshiper. And then John 15, 4 says, live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you, in the same way that a branch can bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. So what if, 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 if fruit is missing out of your life, and that's another trick of the enemy, the enemy has us concentrating on the wrong things. The enemy has us concentrating on titles. The enemy enemy has us concentrating on likes and who likes you and who doesn't like you. The enemy has us measuring up by the world system. But I'm telling you, if you can touch one person, I want all of us to live by this method. It's the hope method. Help one person every day. Live by the hope method and let watch your life just explode. Hope. Help one person Every day, share your testimony, get on your social media, say something to somebody because the world is, they need the authentic God, not this made up stuff, not this made up religion, not our own rules, but they need an authentic God that can meet them at the point of their needs. The world is starving for you. The world wants what you have. You have the best benefit package of the world today and the world is waiting for you. But if you can just line up, line up and it's just it's just personal devotion with God and being aware of yourself being aware of your weaknesses and your strengths come out of this thing stronger come out of this thing wiser line up stay in alignment with God and watch what God does in your life and the life of others thank you for listening I love you all I wish you the best and every day hope help one person every day. I love you. She said that uh, if there was anything left, I could took it up. But after this message, I don't see anything left. Amen. Thumbs up for Minister Brent. She did such an outstanding job. Amen. And it is up to us if we would just take heed to the word that we have heard and allow God to work in us. And we bless God for that word. And I'm going to tell you what, whenever you see somebody bringing a word like that, it costs something to bring the word. Amen. I know people sit back and think it's easy, but it really costs something to bring a word like that. So let's continually pray for her that God will strengthen her. Amen. That she may be able to go through and continue because she just getting started. God got some great things in store for her. And you understand that when God really loved you, look at some of the things you might have to go through. But he promised that I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. Amen. God bless you, Minister Branch. We appreciate that word that you brought to us today. And I'm praying that there are some of you out there that have made up in your mind and even if it costs my life, I'm going to make it to that city if it costs my life. Let us go forth. And as she used that acronym, HOPE, let's reach out. Give yourself an assignment to do something really great for someone else. And whatever you do, do not stay out there by yourself. Amen.
this is the best time for the saints of God because it's in these times that God blesses his people beyond measure. And I want you to get ready for your blessing in Christ Jesus. Don't let the devil scare your mind. No, no, no. No evil is going to come near your dwelling. You are going to be just fine in Jesus' name. May God bless you. Real good is our prayer in Jesus' name.